Welcome to the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 11. I am one of your hosts, Carter. And I am your other host, Dylan. And yes, like Carter said, this is episode 11. Yeah. Big, episode 11. Big one one. Um, I don't know how many... We, we did this last week, so I don't want to just repeat, but I think we've done three specials or two. Uh, we had the Christmas one. Yep. Uh, the does the Royal Rumble one count? Also. Nope that was that was the other special. So I guess only two specials. What was the other one? The cri- I don't know the cri- that there wasn't the Christmas one. one and and Rumble. I just asked you if Rumble was a special, and you're like, nope. What? I, no, I said yes. Oh, you said yes. I thought run the tape back. I'll run it back right now. Then yeah, you know, run back. <laughs> we'll get this cleared up real fast. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so that makes it thirteen. We've we've done thirteen of these. Wow, eleven episodes, thirteen total episodes. That doesn't make sense, but eleven regular eleven regular episodes. Yeah, thirteen weeks of chatter. <laughs> 13 weeks of you people listening to us and asking why. Why are they recording? Why are they talking about this? And why am I still tuning in? Yes. Why am I on episode 11? I can't can't turn away for some reason. It has been two straight minutes of rambling incoherently. They have yet to mention wrestling. (laughs) And yet, I cannot remove my headphones. Somehow, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Said no one. Says your wife. (laughs) No. Has she listened to the podcast? You know, I really don't know. Um, If she did, she'd probably get to, so we're at two minutes and 30 seconds. She would have shut it off. You think so? No, I don't know. I I really don't know. I or should we just like? Or would she just like continue listening, listening to it? Then you guys are at, rolling her. You eyes. guys are at dinner that night, and all of a sudden she's like, "So I listened to the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, very, I couldn't disagree more with your interesting. take. <laughs> with your take on Shayna Baszler, and let me tell you why. First of all, I like Twilight." <laughs> you tell that asshole yeah, Dylan. I saw all those movies. <laughs> For the record, she did not, and she did not. Yeah. I figured. Just yeah. thought I'd ask. Yeah, well. She's at least aware of it, though, right? Well, yeah. What, Twilight or the podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just like shot myself in the foot because obviously she's aware of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or my Twilight podcast. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that you, am I right, you, Team Jacob? That you do by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like you're. I think you're ten years too late on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the analytics are telling me about that too. Yeah. Like, sorry. Uh, um. Okay. So let's. Enough about Twilight. Okay, yeah, please. Enough about it. Please. That was that was last week. That's so last that was, week, that was, Dylan. Come on, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> it was so last week and 10 years yeah. ago. Um, so, yeah, so this is a wrestling podcast, believe it or not. Um, we've somehow fumbled our way uh, along for 13 weeks mm-hmm. and created random segments about the best things that we see each week, the worst things that we we, we believe are the worst things, according to us, uh, that we see each week. And every once in a while, we'll introduce some new things. Dylan introduced some trivia last week, uh, which was horrible. It did not... Just, just because um, you got one answer right. Yeah, and that was like... A, it wasn't even a real correct answer. I think you just gave it to me. It was close enough. I felt bad for you. I had to. Well, I had to give you something. I had to give you a little scrap. I to, appreciate it. Yeah. I, it was a pity. A pity answer. Yes. 
and I'll take it. Oh, okay. This week I'm going to do an apology. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I apologize because the NWA, it, obviously they run NWA Power every every Tuesday at 6.05 <laughs> on YouTube. And we usually tune in, we usually talk about it, and the last few weeks we have not. So I apologize that we have with that we haven't. Of course it's odd that I'm apologizing about it this week considering they didn't have an episode of power this week. Um, but they had a great one last week and I apologize that we didn't even talk about it. And here is an organization that has done so much to support you and I. Our our friends, Nick Aldis. Camille, Eddie Kingston. We, I mean, yeah, we're basically and the NWA's favorite podcast. We and are. We, we, and we've dropped the ball. We've shown a lot of disrespect by not giving giving them the the time that they, they deserve on this. Yep. Yeah. We've blown it. So for that, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's it. Do you have any apologies, sir? Um, I'm sorry you're not more inept or more, more knowledgeable about your wrestling terms. <laughs> and I apologize. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize to the people that listen to this from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry that yeah. Carter does not know that many wrestling terms. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to say about that. It was you um do not need to say anything. I just said it all for was you. Literally only one legitimate term you used, and it was the Andre shot. Every everything else was made up. Ace. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that yeah. one wasn't made up. <laughs> They're not none of them were made up. All of them, other than Ace and Andre shot. No. No. Part of me thinks that it was a test to see if I would just like go along with it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, night off. I use that all the time. Well, to be honest, you did go along with it. And no, I didn't. I said night off is absolutely incorrect. <laughs> well, you know, I went back and listened to that episode. And as soon as I brought up the idea of testing you on wrestling um, terms, I could hear the excitement in your voice. In your voice, you were like, "Oh yeah, okay, okay." <laughs> and then, as you keep no. listening, you can just hear like the the excitement just disappear from your voice as you become more confused <laughs> and more angry, <laughs> and yeah. just finally, it just ends in disappointment. Yeah, you know, it doesn't end in disappointment. A night off. Is that Panic at the Disco? <laughs> Panic at the Disco did that song, right? No, that was um, it was your favorite song off of your favorite album by your favorite artist. That's not my favorite artist and not my favorite album, so I had no idea where you got that idea from. Oh, why don't you give everybody a little background on that one? On the darkness? <laughs> yeah. Or how how you came up with that idea? All of the above. Okay, so yes, was it yesterday or the day before oh, yesterday? God, get on with it. No, <laughs> it was yesterday. I uh, was at work and I was listening to uh, Boston's debut album. And shout out Boston. Yep, Boston. And stupid me, that was the first time I ever listened to the whole thing the whole way okay. through. I did not realize how many great songs were on that first album. It's basically Boston's greatest hits album, except it's their first album. That album is great. <laughs> I I love that album. Like all day I've been listening to uh Foreplay, long time. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've had that song stuck in my head all day, and so I've heard the song before. I've heard 
heard it a lot, but for some reason, just after listening to that album, it it was just like ingrained into my brain. I I can't get it out. <laughs> I cannot yeah. get it out of my head. And after listening to that album, I've for myself come to the come to the conclusion that that is the greatest debut album, at least by a rock band of all time. If it's not the greatest, I, it's like it's up there. It's very high. It's like top five. It's definitely an arguable point. Um, I think you know plenty of there's plenty of things, plenty of other you know albums you could put up against it. Um, I just think it's funny that you said, "Oh, it was the first time I've listened to it all the way through." <laughs> the self-titled debut album of Boston. Came out in 1976. Yeah, uh, and you're like, well, I figured, well, throw it on, give it a shot. Well, technically, check out these <laughs> these boys from Boston. <laughs> well, no, well, technically, like I've heard every al- every song on the album. I just didn't know it was on that first album. Yeah, it's just crazy how, how many hits they have on that album, and it's their first album. I know they could have stopped after that. They what? They could have stopped after that. They could have. Just, I would have. I don't think it could have gotten any better after that. <laughs> like, I'm done. I've made my mark. I'm not going to try to one-up this album. So you got more than a feeling, right? Yes, more than Four a feeling. Four play slash long time. Yep. What else? What are the uh, others? Smoking is on there. Oh, right. Yep, yep. Um, hold on. I'm going to pull it up real quick. I was oh, wait. Hang on. What about what, this one's on there, right? You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know why. Okay, hold on. Before, before we get to the point that I was trying to make, more than a feeling... <laughs> Peace of mind. Foreplay, long time. That's side one. Yep. Uh, rock and roll band. Smoking. Hitch a ride. Something about you. And let me take you home tonight. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so how did you come to the conclusion, or come to the idea because of the darkness and like Boston? together so yeah um i remember i was in high school and that that song came out and i was like you know i don't know it was just it was kind of a it was a funny thing too because like you know the band was totally for real like they were serious you know and it was like straight well you know the song yeah and i played a prank on a kid i went to school with because they were they were talking about music or whatever and this is back this is way before the digital age you know like Napster was was like a new thing mm-hmm. and like if you're gonna download a song you gotta log on you gotta dial up the the internet at like 8pm and stay on and you know disrupt your phone line all night to download one yeah, song yeah and so this kid was like oh have you heard any new songs and I said yeah the darkness I believe in a thing called love greatest song I've ever heard he was like are you serious so of course he downloaded it and came back to school the next day and um you know laughs were had anyway (laughs) so when you talked about you know Boston being the greatest album that uh came to mind and so that was yeah that's it huh yeah I'm yeah, not it's not quite as good of a story as you thought. No, it wasn't. I wish you wouldn't have told me. Now, I know the song <laughs> is much better than the story. Who who was the person? <laughs> Why you keep playing it? <laughs> that is a good song. Though. That is a good song. (laughs) So, uh, I'm doing most of this to annoy you, but uh, the other part is to annoy my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, 
<sighs> anyway, you, sorry. Do you have enough blankets downstairs in the basement on the, for the couch that you're going to be sleeping <laughs> on tonight? I, believe it or not, I do. Oh, you're all set then. And keep it, <laughs> this is the one thing I am prepared keep for. Keep the darkness going then. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet if I actually just kept playing the song instead of restarting and playing the same, what, yeah. 26 seconds? Yeah, let it play all the way through. So we'll go, we'll go out on the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, should we talk about wrestling? Uh, yeah. Okay, we yep. got that out of our system. Yeah, we did. Okay. Sorry, I was pulling up my notes. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I have notes this week. Okay, so I, uh, running back through, we talked about segments. I did an apology, and... You had a lackluster apology, so we'll probably never do that again. But <laughs> we will get back to our normal segments. Uh, I said this before, but we do our best things and our worst things. We will kick off our usual segments with the best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be, best thing of the week. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Dylan, I am going to... Let you start this week. Well, I think I'm going to be in the majority of people and okay. saying that um, steel cage match, Cody and Wardlow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I. I so that's not my best, um, only because. Well, for a couple of reasons, but I also it was easy for me to not pick that because I assumed that you, we would talk about it. For, anyway mm -hmm. so i'm glad it's your best oh okay yeah um it was a great match first of all it wasn't it was it felt like a real old school cage match um the only way that you could win was by pinfall or submission not escaping the cage which yep. was you know the way cage matches used to be or how they used to be booked you know in the old days, cage matches were a blow-off to a feud. And the idea was that nobody could get in, nobody could get out. You have to settle it inside this cage in this most barbaric way possible. And I don't think the... I, I actually looked it up last night, and... Um, the, yeah, the WWF were... As far as from what I read, were the ones who came up with the idea of escaping the cage to win. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, based on what we were talking about, because, you know, the old um, territory wars and, you know, WCW and WCCW and GCW and I guess mostly GCW, right? Georgia Championship Wrestling. I, that mean, that would be... Um, you wouldn't see that that kind of stipulation being added to those matches. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, for the match itself, it it was a great match. It it didn't wasn't really it didn't really feel like a match. It felt more like a fight. Yep. You know, you had Cody fighting Wardlow in order to get to MJF, and uh, this was Wardlow's first match. In AEW, yep. And even though he lost, he looked really great. He looked like a beast. Yeah. Um. He did his job. Like I said, he came off looking great, even though he lost, which isn't going to hurt him one bit. You know, they can somewhere down the line they he can get that win back somehow. But yeah, he looked great. The crowd was really into it. They loved it, and. The thing is, they weren't doing any, like, big spots. It was just basically nope. two guys, like, fighting each other inside this cage. But the Yeah, this this match was perfectly suited for Ward Wardlow's first match. Yes. You know? Because he doesn't have to do anything. Throw him into the cage, let him sell, pose, let MJF get heat. Throw mm -hmm. him into the cage, pose, let MJF get heat. Mm -hmm. You know, do some moves. But that you don't have to do anything else. Yeah. And even though this was his first match, he already felt like a big deal. Yeah. They, I 
I don't know how they did it, but you know, like I said, without him having a match up to this point, like he felt like he was a monster and that he would rip Cody's head off. It just beat him all over that ring. It was it was great. I loved it. And then uh of course the moonsault off the top of the cage. Yep. Which if yeah. If you've been paying attention, it's been a big highlight, you know, over the past 24 hours, which was, which is great. Uh, I can't believe how high up he was or how high they made that cage. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was yeah. so ridiculous. And um, I don't know if you can tell, but there's a, <laughs> I'm trying to not let like my quote unquote fandom kind of get in the way. Um, sure. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, Cody won with a moonsault off the top of the cage. And I like that because that was really the only high spot of the match. Like I said, you didn't see any other big high spots during that match. And when they did the high spot, they built, they built up to it pretty good. And when he did it, it meant something, and he beat Warlow with it. Yeah. And yeah. Also, oh, also, I really liked how he didn't hesitate when he did the moonsault. Did you notice that? I'm glad you said that. That is one thing that I really liked too. I think when I first watched it, I thought, man, I really wish he would have played it up more. You know, when I first watched it, like, mm-hmm. oh man, I wish he would have taken his time and like got the crowd like, oh man, what's he going to do? Is he actually going to jump? And, Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then after I after I watched it and after I rewatched it, I was like, no, that makes perfect sense. Like, that is the reason. The reason he went up there was to jump. You know, it's not to play to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, he already took his time climbing up the cage. Why would he need to yeah. take more time, like standing up there? You know. Yep. And it made it feel like he knew he had to hit this quick in order to in order to beat Wardlow. And yep. I liked it. Like you don't, you don't really see that. I mean, I guess you know you'll see people get on top of the rope and pose for a second, or sit there and just kind of draw a few seconds out before they hit the move. But you know, from a psychology standpoint, that doesn't really make much sense because you're you're giving your guy time to recuperate and to get back up and to possibly stop you from doing that move. But, you know, the way he, the way Cody pulled it off, it was great. It was perfect timing. It looked, uh, I don't know. How do you, how do you, it didn't really look like Wardlow caught all of them. (laughs) No. (laughs) It didn't. I think they showed like a, what, an overhead view. Yep. And, you know, he he barely caught him, which is scary in itself, but yeah. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great, you know, send off before Cody and MJF actually get in the ring together and that's gonna be great too. The whole story the whole story of Cody and MJF has been great. I've I've dug it. It's been thrilling to watch, and it's got me excited. It's it's wrestling. It's pro wrestling storytelling, and yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I, I don't disagree. I thought <clears throat> it was a great um, additive to that storyline. I liked how it turned out. <clears throat> you know that that it did require, you know, a, a kamikaze like spot, you know, like that. I thought that made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always hated Cody's moon salts because they're crooked. <laughs> <laughs> they are a little crooked, yeah. But um, but I liked that he did it. <clears throat> it looked really good off the off the cage. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's crooked off the cage kind of adds to the story more that, you know, I got to do something 
you know, and I'm just going to throw myself at the guy. Yeah, just like know? a big desperation attempt to exactly to get him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was uh, awesome. Cool. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Man. <laughs> we got the coughs. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just ate dinner a little bit ago, and it's just, it's, ugh. Anyway, um, so yeah, my best, I've got a couple different things like honorable mentions, if you will, um, mm-hmm. NXT TakeOver Portland as, as a show I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, I think actually that might've been the best match of the night. I don't have, I mean... Not going to get an argument. I mean, yeah. you can you can definitely make an argument. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you can make an argument for that. I mean, there were a lot of, lot of good matches, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were, some of them didn't hit quite the way that I thought they would, like Balor and Gargano. You see, I like, um, I like Balor and Gargano. It had a little bit of a slow build in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or a slow start in the beginning, but it slowly kept building and building and building. Yep. No, I know. I, I, I and trust me, I felt that. But it just, I don't know. It just didn't quite deliver the way that I thought it would. Um, but not that it was a bad match. I just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Champa and Cole. I pretty much love everything Champa does. Um, but yeah, that one still not quite on Keith Lee and. Dijakovic's level. Hmm. Yep. Um, Firefly Funhouse from SmackDown with Hulk Hogan. Did you see that? I did see that, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's your best thing of the week? No, it's just an honorable mention, but I just, I have to talk about it because we never talk about SmackDown. Um, I just loved how, I think that he should be doing this all the time. Anytime they have a guest, he should interrupt. (laughs) Because it's it like he's great, first of all. Yeah. And just being in that element, like when he interrupted Bill Goldberg, that was funny and how he always calls him Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but when he interrupted Hogan and it was like like they you know, did that NWA NWA NWO thing. Yeah. The following announcement has been paid for by the Firefly Funhouse. But then he was uh was he a news anchor? Or was that with Goldberg? Uh, that was with Goldberg. That was yeah. Goldberg. Okay. Yep. Um, I just, I really hope he doesn't lose. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know. It's you can go. You can. A case can be made for either way on that. All I, all I know, it's going to be a quick match. It's not going to be like a twenty-five minute match. It's going to be, yeah. I'm thinking, like, seven to ten minutes. Yeah. But if it's like he spears him eight times and gives him one or two jackhammers and that's the end, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> Just a little? <laughs> I'm downplaying it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, my best of the week is... Going back to NXT TakeOver um, and Gargano hitting Champa with the belt and reigniting the Gargano Champa uh, rivalry. I've seen I've seen a couple of complaints on people where people are like, ah, oh, not again. Come on, really? But it makes sense though. Yeah, why would they ever be friends? Based on where that rival, where that feud went, and how, like how heated it was, I mean, and it's stealing a, a page out of uh, you know Dave Lagreca's playbook. He said this time last year, Tommaso Ciampa was probably the biggest heel in the in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and then you know everything's changed since then, but. Mm-hmm. It was because of that feud. And I love the fact that they're not just forgetting about it. Because WWE is so famous for that. Mm-hmm. Let's just forget. Like when Daniel Bryan became a face, you know, like let's just forget about the fact that Miz and Daniel Bryan have an 
eight-year feud going on, and yeah. they're just all of a sudden best friends. Let's just forget all of that. Yep. And it, you know, they completely ruined what could have been the feud of the century. But, and you worry that they do that all the time, and I'm glad that they didn't in this case because these two could forever be linked, you know, in their WWE career or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um same could be said about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You could always relive that and just dig up all of that history because it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you do this now, and it's going to set up for loser leaves NXT at WrestleMania. You think that's where it's going? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Because, well, Ciampa's uh, promo uh, on Wednesday was, um, I can't get on with my life if... Gargano's in it. Ah, I didn't think about that. So, yeah, it'll be Loser Leaves NXT, and I think Champa will win. Hmm. Because Gargano's accomplished everything you can accomplish in NXT. He's the first Triple Crown winner or Grand Slam champion. And he doesn't get injured. He's not quite as injury prone as Champa yeah so that schedule you know I don't know I don't know if and when Champa will ever be called up hmm. I mean I'm sure he will but like you know they're probably gonna make sure he can stay healthy for a full calendar year yeah that's true that's interesting though I, I didn't think about that I like that little spin you put on it though there you go yeah and, uh, and to do it at WrestleMania? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good, yeah. sir. Yeah. I well, like thanks. It. I like it. Well, I'm kind of speeding through this because you, you gave me a teaser of what your worst of the week is, and so I'm kind of eager to get to that. Okay. Uh. Well. So should we should we just cut to it then? We should just get the hedges, the trimmers what? out, get the trimmers out and just cut right into it. Just hedge it. Yeah, hedge it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just hedge it. (laughs) All right. Well, then, without further ado, I give you our he's going to puke worst thing of the week. Oh, my God. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to, he's coming to puke. He's going to puke. He's going to puke. He's going to puke. Okay, Dylan, take it away. Okay. Uh, Before I get into this, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. I was about to lean back and just listen. No. (laughs) You lean back. You lean back. No. Okay. How excited are you to be an upcoming dad? Wait, what? (laughs) Just go with me on this. How excited are you about becoming a dad? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there is a scale that can measure it. But you're excited, right? Yes. It's it's going to be probably one of the best moments of your life, right? 100%. You know who's not going to be excited? <laughs> who's that? Your wife. <laughs> because she is going to she is going to be ashamed to have you as the father of that child. Right. Totally. As soon as she sees you attempting to be a father to that child, that's it. She is not going to want you anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and you, and you, <clears throat> and you know who she's going to come to? I'm going to guess and say Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Because she knows what a real man and a real father looks like. This is the worst promo I've ever heard. Well, I'm driving a point home real quick. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, that...
done. Okay. Sorry. Okay. okay. So if somebody came up to you on the street and said that to you, you would want to punch them in the face because they're being an asshole, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one who would think that. Yep. You, me, the darkness, all of us. Apparently, the Velveteen Dream doesn't think that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because that would be something that a heel would do. Right. That Something that a heel would say. So, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> right. He's, as far as I know, he's supposed to be a babyface. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. He's supposed to be the baby face and Roddy is supposed to be the heel, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, Roddy is in a heel faction, the Undisputed Era. Yep. Roddy took out Dream with an injury a few months back. Injured yep. him, took him out. Dream is back, and now he's he's threatening Roddy to sleep with his wife and become the stepfather to his child? Yeah. What is going on? Because <clears throat> that that doesn't make me cheer for Dream at all. That is something a heel would do. Right. Say all those things to to a person because you're trying to get that you get that angry reaction from the crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I guess what I'm really trying to say is NXT has a problem with identifying heels and faces. Totally. And you can tell by the crowd's reaction sometimes. I I don't understand. You know what? Like, all the people who say that in this modern era of wrestling that heels and faces don't matter that's bullshit yeah they do matter they do matter just look at the cody and mjf feud look how big that is yep you know why because you have two people on opposite ends of the spectrum two people who are really good at what they do cody a baby face and mjf a heel that's what people want to see. Randy Orton and Edge. Randy Orton and Edge. I mean, basically, to a certain Sammy extent... Sammy Callahan and anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Callahan was snot running down his face. And, <laughs> yep. But that's what draws, though, a heel and a baby face. A strong heel... And, uh, you know, that good guy baby face, that's what people want to see. They want to see that conflict. So, yep. uh, I mean, granted, on NXT, I think they their matches are a little bit better than AEW's. But as far as... Invoking like an emotional response, AEW is far and beyond better than NXT in that department. I just, yep, I agree. So I, what's, what's the holdup? Why, why do you think they're not doing that? Why do you think there is? so little emphasis on that heel face dynamic in NXT. I mean, I'm not saying that AEW doesn't do it either. There's, you know, there's some instances in AEW where they have a problem identify properly identifying a face in the heel, but it seems like NXT is more egregious with it. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think originally it was probably because it didn't matter what their character was because it was changing when they got called up anyway. But 
obviously they're not in that world anymore. Now they're in the, like, NXT is its own world. So, you know, you you have to work to identify who is your face and who is your heel. But the problem is, is they're still at full sale, you know. And it's funny because I, I like how you said that they have better matches. And, I mean, they have... I'm so conflicted about this next point, but I believe <laughs> that they have better storytelling overall. Not N- top to bottom. NXT or AEW? NXT. Now, I, like I said, I'm conflicted about that. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. what I mean is, you know, obviously Cody and MJF, that story is being told beautifully. Pac and Kenny Omega, that's doing pretty well. Jericho and Moxley, that's great. If I'm the casual viewer, I don't know who the hell anyone else is, what their reason for existence is, and why they're even there. What what do they care about? Mm-hmm. You know, you got a guy who thinks he's a dinosaur, and what what does he want to do? He just wants to be a dinosaur. Like, why is he why is he a wrestler? Does he yeah. want to be a champ? I don't know. No one's ever asked, and he's never said it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Nyla Rose basically being who she's been this whole time and declaring that she is the beast and she wants to be the best and everything and she wants to be the champ. That's what, how everyone should be. That's, yeah, that's a clear declaration of your character and what your intentions are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And literally no one says it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, other than like the Bucks, you know, and, and Moxley. Um, and obviously Jericho, we, we, we already went through it. But mm-hmm. NXT, everyone everyone gets a chance to explain who they are and why and why they are. AEW, they don't give them the same chance. I And so the note that I made and that I'm like, I've deleted and remade several times. <laughs> <laughs> NXT is the better show, but AEW has a better crowd, a better atmosphere and a better presentation. I will give you that, yes. And so, if I mean, God help AEW if NXT ever gets the hell out of full sale. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same, you know, 200 people every single week. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're friends with the, with the wrestlers at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would they boo anyone? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I... Played beer pong with Roddy in the parking lot last week. You know, like, we're, we're yeah. bros. Like, I'm not going to boo him. Well, I don't think it's necessarily limited to Full Sail University. I mean, if you look at uh, TakeOver Portland during the uh, Gargano and Finn match, they were dueling chants back and forth. Well, but Valor hasn't Finn, really done anything heelish. To, I mean, he, he attacked Gargano. Sure. Exactly. But, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, he okay, okay. he attacked he attacked Gargano when he came back to NXT, put him out for a couple months, and then it's all supposed to it was all supposed to lead to this match in Portland, and you know Finn is supposed to be the heel and Gargano is supposed to be the babyface in that match, but you couldn't you can't really tell. I mean. Finn wasn't exactly working like a heel. I mean, he seemed a little more aggressive in that match than what he has in the past, I believe. And that kind of gave him a little bit of an edge, but he's not working like a heel. Yeah, he's more just an edgy face. Yeah, and and it's like no like no wonder you're getting dueling chance. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they're trying to put on the best match possible instead of telling the best story right i don't know well, if that I, may, I don't I know if that makes sense but it does but i think they are they're trying to blur the lines of face and heel now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that every match or every character has to have blurred lines of face and heel but every there needs ma- to be there needs to be a spectrum and at one end is mjf and at the other end is cody Right, mm-hmm. in terms of face and heel, and then there is 
blurred lines, you know, where you have these other characters in there, you know? And so you can have one who maybe has some more heelish tactics that is still a face, you know what I mean? Like, that is modern-day wrestling. But, again, it comes back to the story you tell. And if you're not telling a good story, then, you know, then you you do get lost in some, in some of that. Now, going back to your original point, I don't know where the hell Velveteen Dream is going. You know, and, and and I thought it was funny. I heard recently and was like, I'm supposed to be cheering for Velveteen Dream, who is, you know, calling out a man's wife and kids mm-hmm. and saying he's going to steal his family from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then the guy who who he's saying this to, him and his friends come and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm supposed to feel sympathy for yeah. that. <laughs> you listen to the same thing I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great right. point, though. Yeah. That is a great point. Like, if somebody was, you know, talking shit about your wife... I hope you would call me and I would come and help you beat the shit out of him. Because <laughs> that guy is an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, like, honestly, like, no wonder they're getting the reactions that they're getting. I mean, they're great reactions, but there's no clear cut on who's a heel and who's a baby face. Mm-hmm. Because that is what ultimately sells money for you and your company. Yep that conflict and the way you tell the way you present that conflict right so and it's every match though i mean can you if you go back and look at takeover portland or any previous takeover you're gonna hear like dueling chants for you know both competitors that are in the ring you're not yep. gonna hear like a clear yay for the baby face or a boo for the heel. Yeah. Because there really isn't any. There really isn't any more. And that's, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Then where's the conflict then if you don't have a heel and a baby face? Yeah. Where is the conflict? So. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah, we're kind of beating a dead horse, but again, that's when the conflict, if if you do have, the common denominator should always be trying to be the champ, right? I mean, that's that's the idea of of competition, right? And if we are- Yes, trying, to, trying to be the best. Right. If we are portraying something as a sport or as a competition, then if you're likening it to real life- the goal is to be the best. The goal is to be the champ. Yes. So at the end of the day, that is the underlying conflict, if you don't have any other conflict. And that comes down to, again, and now I'm bringing it back to AEW. I don't know that that's the conflict. Nobody, mm-hmm. I mean, other than them pub- publishing rankings every week, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the conflict that anyone really cares about. That's kind of a detriment, too. Yep. Publishing the rankings. Like, how how can you give a crap about somebody who's 0-5? Well, I mean, look at uh, Kurt Hawkins. But I'm saying, this goes for AEW. I mean, if you were in A, I mean, they, they published, in, not in AEW, they published his, his win-loss well, record. the way they're portraying it is, is more of a funny haha kind of losing streak angle thing well but, but i think but in AEW but in, in AEW though where they're you know uh claiming that they are a sports based presentation and then they want you to get behind these people but when you show their record they have a losing record so how is that supposed to make you care well, it's the underdog, and and they will absolutely use that. I mean, they the win loss records reset every year, so it kind of didn't necessarily play into their favor when they started in September. <laughs> but 
you know, as the year goes, you're going to find that one person, you know, like a Sean Spears or someone that's, you know, hasn't really had much single success that, you know, where they maybe have a conversation with Kenny or Cody or even Tony and they Mm -hmm. say, probably not Tony because he said he didn't want to be on camera, but where Mm -hmm. they say, hey, you know, not really cutting it. Mm-hmm. Any more losses, we're going to have to get rid of you. You know, and then the crowd's going to start rooting for him. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I can kind of see that, but I don't know. It's, I see what they're trying to do by going with, like, claiming that they're trying to go a more sports-based presentation, but I don't know. Tell your larger... Tout your bigger names as having win, as as bad bit bit bit. Tout your bigger name people on how great their win loss record is. I mean, don't waste your time with these, you know, these other guys showing what their win loss record is. If they have a losing record, it's it's not helping them. It's not helping you build a name for them. I don't know. You see where I'm going with that. I do, but ultimately I think you're wrong because <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's all going to be used. I mean, just because it hasn't been hasn't come up yet doesn't mean it's not going to. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like something like that is a is a detriment to you know, anyone who's not a big name on that card. Meh. Yeah. Eh, peaches. <laughs> peaches and cream. <laughs> Um, oh, you have a so worst of the week. I do have yeah, a worst. Okay, and here it is. I'm gonna be quick with it. It's I, it was really hard for me to find one, and then I thought a little bit more about it, and I was like, okay, we don't really talk about SmackDown too much, and there's a reason for it. Um, Baron Corbin. No, <laughs> this one specifically is uh, the Sami Zayn and Cesaro cowboy cowbell segment. Mm. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did not see that. Okay, well. But so, I am already changing my worst of the week right now <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, apparently Elias is a baby face now. And yeah. um, they're really trying to present him as, like, a big top baby face. You know, that everyone just loves his concerts and everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I did. but <laughs> um, In the past. <laughs> And now he's doing a feud with Cesaro and Sami Zayn, I guess. I don't know. And it's really hard for me to put this one through. So Sami Zayn comes out You sound like you're about ready to lose your dinner for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So Sami Zayn's out there, and he's got like a ukulele, and Uh Cesaro has a cowbell. And Uh they're going to sing a song in the same format that, that, you know, Elias does his thing, you know? Yeah. Hello, my name is Sami Zayn, and anyway, so Cesaro's beating on the cowbell, and Sami Zayn's like, we need much less cowbell, you know, the whole callback to the SNL skit with Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was just this big stupid spoof on that, you know, to try to get heat on Elias, you know, to further this feud that is apparently going on. Anyway, I just hated it because it was so juvenile and so elementary. Like, SmackDown has really become a horrible show. I mean, before they went to Fox, when they were kind of like ramping up for Fox, it was a, it was probably their best show. And then I don't know what they've done since then. But top to bottom, it's not a good show. I mean, it just isn't. Um and this is is evidence of that because this whole thing just fell flat. I mean, in what way is that? Like, if I'm gonna do, I'm trying to get heat on someone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a spoof of them doing a concert. That's just, I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Next to biting someone's neck in a blood capsule, but yeah, I it just it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's super little kiddish, and I guess, and I was gonna say I guess that's their audience, but what little kids are watching wrestling on Friday night at eight p.m. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it just it was yeah, just super little kiddish, super like nana na boo boo, <laughs> just stupid. Oh, you're not going to be booing them. You're going to be laughing at them or with them. <laughs> right. Or a dueling chant. Yeah. Or a dueling chant. <laughs> so. Oh, what is going on? What is going on? Uh, especially like having Cesaro in that. Right. Wasting a great talent. And Sami Zayn for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I haven't seen it, but I can only imagine. I'm, pull it up, not right now, but you know. Okay, I, I'll, I'll pull it up later, <laughs> and then I'll record my own podcast about it. So. Yeah, do a reaction episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the? Yeah. That, that's such a shame, too. It that's is such a shame. Cesaro's an excellent worker. So is Sammy. I mean, they both. They both have personality. Let's. They, those two guys, I bet could come up with a more creative way. That would actually work to get heat on Elias. Oh yeah, well you remember in last week's episode we were talking about Shayna becoming a vampire, which thankfully she is not. I think WWE saw the Ooh. reaction was like, well, Ugh. we should pivot on this. Yeah, we'll <laughs> sidestep it just a little bit. Yeah. But my comparison was like, you're giving her a sideshow act, you know, one of your best workers on the roster. You're going to give her a sideshow act like a vampire. That would be like making AJ Styles doink the clown. But realistically, it's like it's like making Sami Zayn and Cesaro into exactly what you've made them into. <laughs> You know, they have, what, I would probably say 100 years of footage of wrestling from the past. Oh, yeah. And with all this footage and all those, all that great wrestling that they have, all the great angles that they have, you would think somebody, somebody might go back and look through all that stuff and come up with a better idea. No. Oh, I know it's no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... I mean, listen, I will say this. Ah! <laughs> I, know how hard, I know how hard it is to work for a company um, where your ideas aren't heard. Um... I know what it's like to be in a creative role and, be, and elevate ideas or pitch ideas and then get shot down and for something else to be to be run with that mm-hmm. is maybe not quite as successful or could be quite as successful. Not mm-hmm. saying like, you know, whatever. I just, I understand what that's like. So I always feel bad when people are like, what is creative thinking? And WWE writers are so stupid, you know, and it's such a generalization. And maybe that's right. But ultimately, we don't know. For all we know, they are pitching better ideas, and they're just being vetoed because ultimately it is one person's decision. That's true. Yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince has the final say in everything that goes on that television show. Yeah. Well, Vince needs to go back through the tape library. <laughs> yeah, that's and, what he'll do. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got the time for it, so. God, you know what? When Vince is good, he's good. Like, mm-hmm. he's really good. But, man, when when he's bad, it's bad. <laughs> it's it's when like. When he's bad, it's the worst. It's, yeah. It's just crazy how, how far on that spectrum he can get. Like, you know, from great to, you know, crapping yourself. <laughs> yeah yeah so well i think that wraps it up i'm watching the timer and man we are we're cutting it close oh okay so well we better do a quick wrap up then yeah yeah we better make it super quick okay uh <laughs> So 
super quick. We better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, well, so- if you would. <laughs> well, you know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> quick Pain Pod. Just find us. You know, we, we got a website, quickpainpod.com. You can write us whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> do it, don't do it. I don't care. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, right. thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for going through that with us. Um, yeah. And I guess uh, we'll see you next week. Unless we get sued by the darkness. Yeah, I, that's totally on you. Okay, goodbye, everyone. (laughs) See (laughs) ya.